0: Hello everyone, welcome to the 8th Sode. Joining me today is Tanu.
1: Hey everyone.
0: Today we have a very different to- different topic at hand quite different from anything that we have discussed in the past and i think this is going to be a very interesting discussion and also a good listen for all of you out there tanu can you tell us something about our topic today
1: sure first of all it's not a virology episode just because i am here but there's a interesting story behind today's episode
0: i actually i i forced tanu to (laughs) join me today for this
1: episode
0: because (laughs) i was very excited for this one and Anthea is busy with her teaching. So thank you, Tanu, for doing an immunology <laughs> doing episode with a, me. Oh
1: Yeah, immunology totally outside my Real. <laughs> realm, but still concurring it. Okay, here I am. Uh, the story behind today's episode is the other night mm-hmm. in the uh, weekend. We were watching Lobster mm-hmm. and it's basically a movie about a dystopian world which accepts couple... Only those couple who have at least one similar characteristic in them.
0: Yeah any any person who, who is not a couple is a second class citizen in this movie and you have to find somebody have at least one common quality.
1: Yeah and sometimes they the characters fake uh, having a similar character uh, similar qua- quality Sim- in them just to get a partner in that world but in my opinion the movie was an extreme example but still research have found that most couples which have long-term relationships they have at least a number of similarities in them whether it be their home state or country education job or beliefs like uh, political social spiritual beliefs or any personality traits and well, I don't. According to me, I don't think the saying "opposites attract" happen in the real world. But Jatin had something different in his mind. Do you want to say about it, Jatin?
0: I so I believe that people with complementary set of qualities often get attracted to each other. I know similarities are required, but also you need to have something complementary. So I went online. I looked at some literature and i actually found a link to immunology in this case can you can you believe there's a set of genes that are immunologically relevant and they also according to literature they are known to affect your 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 relationships the way you choose your mating partner and that's going to be our discussion today also, since we were talking about Lobster, it's a very dark movie, not for everybody. <laughs>
1: if you like Black Mirror, maybe you will like
0: it. Yeah, if you like <laughs> Black Mirror, you will like it. Do not watch it with kids. It's it's very upsetting if you're not ready for that. So finally, we can come back to our episode.
1: Yeah, now we are here sitting and yes. discussing about <laughs> the articles you found. Okay,
0: <laughs> So I found a few articles and they all are corroborating about some some... some some of the same things but we're going to talk about a a lot about the major histocompatibility complex genes today. Mm -hmm. MHC, major histocompatibility complex, they were named because it was found these genes had a huge role to play during organ transfers or tissue graft transfers. If two individuals had a big difference in their MHC, Gene makeup; these individuals were very likely to be incompatible for organ transplant, so that's why the naming. But right before we start talking about the real research about the influence of MHC on partner selection, let's just quick have a quick recap, uh, a recap of what MHC does. We have already discussed this in our few in our previous episodes. I did that with uh, in the immunology 101 series once, but. I'll just go through it again. MHC, uh, it's a locus. So MHC genes are, uh, they're all located in chromosome six. It's a giant locus. When I say locus, I mean a big portion in the chromosome six. And there are three sections where this MHC genes are divided. There's MHC one, which we call class one. Then there's class two and class three. There are genes, so among these, there are there are certain genes that are called classical genes and others that are called non-classical. I will just talk about what classical MHC genes do. All of these classical MHC genes, they encode for a protein product that is responsible for antigen presentation. Imagine MHC as an identity card. You have this physical card And this identity card also presents information on it, in which case the information will be in the form of peptides. So this MHC protein is, it sits on the surface of cells and it presents peptides inside these. T cells go on around, T cells, which are T lymphocytes, they go on around the body and they can recognize certain combination of this ID card, which is the MHC, and the information which is the peptide presented on it when they find a certain combination they can interact with this cell so mhcs are a big part of uh, our antiviral defense anti-tumor defense and also about our our ability to fight off infections Mm -hmm. because this mhc is a highly polymorphic gene i mean it it it, there are High numbers of single nucleotide polymorphisms, which are changes in single nucleotides, and because of this, it's it's almost impossible to find two people who have the same MHC uh, sequence because there are so many variations. I think only the identical twins can have same MHC. That's why they are the best case scenario for organ transplants because of the because of the variation. The MHC dep- decides what kind of peptides can be presented by a cell. So let's say for an example, there is this virus SARS-CoV-2. Let's say that my I have inherited a set of MHC genes that are very well capable of presenting the peptides uh, that are derived from uh, this SARS-CoV-2 virus. In that case, I will very, very likely to have an early Adaptive immune response towards this and I should be in theory be able to better kill this virus Compare that to let's say Tanu here if Tanu has inherited a set of genes Which are not so or whose protein products are not so uh, capable of presenting these peptides For SARS-CoV-2 she might be more susceptible to getting infections so
1: for a for better natural selection, ideally, you would need as variety or different types of MHC
0: Cop- like variations you variations just, in yes. your
1: body as possible. That's right. And Mainly because it's uh, anti-pathogenic and anti-viral, uh, like I it mean, shows yeah. the antigen, so you would want as many antigens to be in the MHCs as possible. Yeah, you want right? you,
0: your MHCs should be able to uh, present a variety of variety antigens. Of but antigens. thing is, you can only encode for a limited set of MHCs. Mm-hmm. So, the more the more variety in a population, it's better for the survival of the population. These MHCs, the, the gene makeup of MHCs vary uh, aggressively across races. So, that's why you see certain individuals or certain races being more uh, susceptible to certain kind of diseases yes. than others. These diseases also include autoimmunity and cancers. Mm-hmm. So, with that, I think I have given some uh, some information about what MHC is. I won't dive too much into MHC class 1 and MHC class 2. You can go back and look at uh, take a look at one of our previous episodes for that. Overall, you know it's 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 great this diversity is great for uh increasing the population fitness it's yes. great for survival if an, an unknown pathogen was to emerge right now it may kill 90 percent of the population on earth but they'll be luckily there'll be some people who have this right mhc combination which will be able to present these peptides and get rid of the virus another part that i want to highlight is that the pattern of expression for MHC genes is co-dominant, which means you inherit a set of MHC genes from your father and a set from your mother. Your cells are going to express both sets of these genes, could end in a number of combinations. It's not just one set of alleles that are active, that which goes with the dominant and regress, uh, repressive uh, inheritance this is codominant. that means both of those are going to be active which results in un- another set of varieties within an organism
1: uh, and lastly in mouse the MHC genes are called H2 while in humans the MHC genes are called HLA which is human leukocyte antigens
0: all right with that I think we are ready to start discussing our first paper
1: yeah already our first paper title is Body Odor Preferences in Men and Women. Do they aim for specific MHC combinations or simply heterozygosity? Yes. It's uh, <laughs> authored by Claus Wedekind and Sandra Fury.
0: This is a paper from 1997. Very, very old, old. <laughs> very old. <laughs> but I like I like the design of the study. So as it states in the title the authors want to find out if if there is an any role of mhcs in a selection of mates and if this uh if this selection if this role of mhc is uh, are we trying to achieve any particular combination of mhcs which you could say is the ideal combination of mhc or are we just looking for heterozygosity, which is variation in the population so they Mm -hmm. also wanted to they wanted to answer these two questions Tanu can you tell us about the setup of this experiment
1: yeah basically they wanted to relate body odor with MHCs Mm -hmm. and there were two types of groups in their study some people were assigned as smellers and some people were assigned as the wearers so wait, of t-shirts. Smellers? T-shirt. <laughs> okay,
0: smellers as in they will be smelling. Yes. <laughs> and wearers, and wearers
1: <laughs> are the person who's supposed to wear the t-shirt and sweat as much as possible <laughs> on that t-shirt. So that he or she leaves a the smell mm-hmm. there. Uh, as gross as it sounds, mm-hmm. it wasn't. I think so. <laughs> well, there were 58 females and... 63 males who were in the uh, in the study and they were basically students or lab assistants in the university
0: of bern Uni- university of bern in switzerland switzerland yes. Is it? yes okay
1: and they were they all were the smellers okay and all the volunteers were in an average of 26 years of so that's age.
0: about the time when people go out for dating and finding partners right so that's so it.
1: maybe they study <laughs> they thought they study would would be important for them
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. some of some of the restraints some of the constraints are noted by the uh, the authors, authors were that none of these participants had any foreign accent and they spoke Swiss German dialect probably to have a homogeneity in the population uh, in the sample that they are going to analyze.
1: And in the wearer group, there were two women and four men. And even they, they were of similar age, like between 21 and 25 years of age. And they had unshaven armpits
0: very important to have <laughs> to, to get that smell across okay. I, I don't know is the, the I have never thought of shaving armpits as to do anything with the smell
1: well you're a boy so <laughs> 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 okay uh, they were asked to wear t-shirt on Sunday and Monday night and they did that for five consecutive weekends with new t-shirts every time and every Tuesday some of the smellers scored the odor given out by the wearers by smelling t-shirts.
0: Yes, and the and they scored the orders based on intensity and the pleasantness, mm-hmm. which is how attractive, which I wouldn't say or how who is the least repulsive out of all of these uh, all of these t-shirts. These smellers were blinded, which means they did not know who the T-shirt belonged to. So that's that's uh, good. And it was also noted if any females were on contraceptive pills or were in the second week of menstruation, they the authors noted that because it's it's known that contraceptive as well as menstruation affects the sense of smell. It Uh,
1: heightens the sense of smell. Menstruation
0: does. I don't. Maybe contraceptive does opposite of that.
1: Uh, I'm not sure not though. sure, yeah.
0: Okay. Anyway, their hypothesis is, is there a pressure on the individuals to create heterozygosity in MHC? Or is there a tendency, or uh, do, are we favoring a tendency to reach a certain combination of MHC alleles? In simple words, is there an association between MHC similarity and body odor?
1: Another thing which we should have said before the hypothesis Mm -hmm. is is the wearers were not supposed to wear any kind of perfumes Mm -hmm. or smoke or have any different like have any factors which can differ the smell of their body but uh, unfortunately one of the wearers had perfume smell as well as tobacco smell (laughs) from their t-shirt so I think his or her study was cancelled, but okay. other five were perfect.
0: Okay, for this study, so if you have on one one variable is the, let's say the odors, the other variable is the the genes. So we, they were, uh, the, the authors sequenced the MHC class 1 genes, which are in humans HLA, A, B and C. And MHC class two genes, there are three sets of class uh, class two genes that a- each person inherits from each of their parent. In this study, they only uh, looked at HLA DR, which is one of those. The other two are HLA DP, HLA DQ. So PQR, those are the class two. ABC are the class one. In this study, we have uh, they have uh, sequenced ABC and DR only. Based on these four gene sequences, for each individual and pairing that up with their score of odor pleasantness, they are using a linear regression to look at if there's any relationship between these two variables. For for pleasantness and odor, the authors actually find an inverse correlation of MHC similarity with pleasantness with an R-square of 0.23. And I recently took a stats course, <laughs> so let me tell you what exactly uh, it does this R-square mean. R-square means that whatever variation is in the X variable here, which be, um, in, this, in this case, the, the variation would be in order, can be explained by the response variable, in this case our response variable, is the uh, sequence, the gene sequence of MHC. So an R-square of 0.23 means 23% of the variation in order odor, odor, pleasantness can be explained by MHC similarity, or in simple words, 23% of the variations in odor pleasantness is affected by MHC. So while Which is it is
1: a very high amount, yeah, while 23%. It, it may
0: 23% while may not sound too too much, but remember, there are so, so many, many ra- other factors, ra- factors. factors and
1: different things,
0: yeah. And so, eventually, uh, individuals who were more dissimilar in MHC were more likely to find the other person's smell uh, pleasant,
1: yeah. And amazingly, there was no difference or no effect in fact on the genders
0: that's right so yeah. it, it it wasn't the case that every time a may uh, it, it wasn't that men tended to like the smell of female more often than men which is crazy mm-hmm. yeah.
1: i think the highest r square was for a pair of men yeah
0: yeah so two two men had the highest r square value yeah. which is which is nice uh, they yeah. also looked at memory association tanu can you tell us about this
1: Uh, So there was a part of study where they had to smell and then there was a survey kind of thing where they said whether the smell reminded them of any partner or Mm ex-partner and even the results of this matched with the previous result that the smeller tended to have a significantly fewer common MHCs with the wearer which reminded them of their partner
0: so that means that this individual whoever they dated before or even if they were married they tended to have fewer MHC similarities with those people that most probably most like probably we cannot directly re- yeah. related but it's tended s- to have
1: indirectly related yes, yes.
0: so that is and overall their analysis while we are not uh, uh going through the results exactly with that but they did not seem t- they did not find that the mhcs were tending towards a particular combination so the conclusion is that the mhc has an effect on your order mm-hmm. and indirectly it this is was
1: the first paper which found that so it's yeah. very interesting and
0: it is affecting your mate selection process mm-hmm. so mhc is not only trying so it's I mean, it's so so strange that something like a gene that is helping you stay fit, st- helping you stay immune to infections and not getting cancers and autoimmune that's disease.
1: The natural, that's how the natural selection works, yeah. I guess.
0: So you are, man. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> so flabbergasted by this study. Amazing. Overall, there was uh, there was a limitation. The so, study was not very randomized
1: i think it if it was more randomized like over different age groups or if there were equal number of male and female or more number of wearers because in this case there were just like five proper yeah there were were
0: only five yeah i
1: if i i think if it was more randomized and a more large-scale study I think the R square would have been more than twenty three percent. Or could be lower. Belief. Or
0: could be lower, depending on you know we don't it, if it's if it's a fake effect, if it's not a true effect, then you would have a lower R square value in a mm. larger population. But anyway, if this this paved the way for future studies and actually yeah. gave something for people to think about.
1: Yeah, this is a good study for nineteen
0: ninety seven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and. With that, we can finally discuss about a slightly more confis- uh, uh, recent, recent and study. Deeper. Yes. Yeah, uh, uh, that was done in two thousand and eight. Tano, are you ready for that? Yep. Our next study is titled "Is made choice in humans MHC dependent?" That's that's a question. <laughs> and the authors are Rafael Cheeks. I'm sure I am butchering that name it's a french name and I do not know how to pronounce that Raphael but
1: Cheats, Rafa-
0: I I don't know it's, I don't think it's <laughs> pronounced as chakes but anyway and the um, corresponding author is Peter Donnelly the study was done in collaboration between University of Oxford and Unit of Anthropology from France I am not sure what that means, but it's some, some something, it has something to do with department of I think it's Eco- university of No,
1: ecologi- it's not university,
0: I checked. Unit, oh. unit means department or oh, like unit of
1: Department of e- Ecological Anthropology Yeah,
0: something like that Yes And any French speakers, please pardon us, do not unfollow us after this <laughs> <laughs> In this, so in this study, I'll just give an intro, they are also following up uh, some other studies that have already been done in animals, there there are. It's known that MHC does affect odor in mice and rats. Fishes can distinguish between MHC similar and dissimilar f- uh, fishes based on their odor. In fact, salmon are even known to choose MHC similar mates.
1: Dissimilar mates.
0: Dissimilar mates. Yes. So, the, is that applicable in humans as well? The hypothesis for study is: Is there an association between MHC similarity and mate selection? Remember, this is different from the last study's hypothesis, where they asked if there's an association between MHC and order yes. pleasantness. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is—they are directly asking a question here: If there, if mate selection is being affected for this study, they have taken two data sets. The first data set is a global SNPs. When I say SNPs, I mean single nucleotide polymorphism. Whole genome-wide SNPs, about 3 million uh, of such SNPs were used for 30 European-American couples which was one cohort and another cohort which was 30 African couples from the Yoruba population in Nigeria when i say a couple that means 30 couples it means 60 individuals mm-hmm. so each each cohort had 60 individuals ma- which made up of 30 couples were each. they
1: really a couple like married i, I or think they were married
0: i'm pretty sure they mentioned married oh, okay okay so, so, so they have so they have yeah okay. so they have information about 3 million snips that are o- genome-wide in these couples which are they're using for background information and they have information about 9000 SNPs localized in the MHC regions remember these 9000 SNPs in this case would be those points of differences which makes them unique so not everybody is going to vary at 9000 some are going to be more varying than others and that's what we're going to find out if people who tended to be partners had more similar or dissimilar SNPs These SNPs came from, this time they have taken six genes. Uh, They have taken HLA-ABC, just like last time. They have also taken uh, HLA-DQA, DQB, and DRB. So they have taken more uh, MHC class two genes than the last time, in the last experiment, I mean. They are measuring something called relatedness. Relatedness, I will simplify it so that you, nobody, I don't want to uh, say the equations that are used, but it was the ratio of identical SNPs between partners compared to identical variants in the whole sample on average. So for example, let's say if SNP number one, what is the, uh, if SNP number one is similar between one person and his partner, compared to what's the probability that this snip number one is would be similar in any random pair, mm-hmm. which would be your background, okay? A positive value of this relatedness, which mean that the, uh, you are more like, you are more similar than any random pair or more related than a random pair. And a negative value of relatedness would mean you are less related with respect to MHC, the, than any random pair.
1: You mean the SNP is less related. Yes. Yeah, so I mean,
0: so you have less common SNPs. Hmm. Your SNPs tend to be more apart than between any random pairs. If
1: it's a negative value. Yeah.
0: And a yes. relatedness of zero means you are just as likely to, uh, you you, you have about the same, uh, similarities or dissimilarities in good. these MHC SNPs as any random mm-hmm. pair and with that we since we know how the relatedness was calculated let's look at the results taru can you tell us what did they found find
1: so they found that in the european american couples there were a significantly lower relatedness based on the mhc SNPs as compared to any random pair of individual whereas on the other hand the relatedness was positive Although there was no not significant
0: in the, in the African African-Yoruba couple. So this yes. is this is very interesting, right? In one cohort for the American-European, you actually... It, that means there is an association. It could be mm-hmm. causal, it could not be causal. That means for, for some reason, these individuals with these pairs tended to be more MHC dissimilar. But in the African-Yoruba couples, since it's not significant, we could just say it's as good as no difference. Right? Yeah. So in the African-Yoruba couples, there was no, uh, not much difference. So that means this thing may not be applicable to all kinds of populations.
1: Also, it differs country-wise how or the manner by which you are choosing your partner. Like in case of america or usa in particular there are so many immigrants living here which have been here for forever or i mean the gene pool is already very very diversified over here so if you are choosing a partner there already is a chance that their genes will be much different than yours and also additional to that there is no pressure of getting married to a single person or not getting married to a single person from your relatives or parents. So you can basically get partnered with or married to whoever your choice is.
0: And yeah, you compare that to developed countries. uh, I mean, developing countries, Mm -hmm. there's often uh, sociocultural differences which forbid certain individuals to partner with certain individuals there could be it could be due to education or some kind of social hierarchy it could be economical or even I know so I being from India I would say parents <laughs> have a big decision to make in India when, it comes, marriage. To, you know, yes. when it comes to partnering <laughs> Yeah. therefore I think that could be one of the variables that's mm-hmm. playing a role in, in the uh, Yoruba population where we saw no significance and uh, by the way I just wanted to add to your point when you said that uh, in America there's already a higher diversity since there are so many immigrants and -hmm. there's a higher gene pool but in this study they did account for that diversity right because they also looked at the denominator the baseline is compared to any random random individual yes so they did account for that it's it's that that has been taken care of
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so yeah eventually we come to a conclusion that while MHC is and there could be other biological factors related to MHC that are affecting mate selection. As we saw in the European-American cohort, there are also socio-cultural factors that can affect mate selection. With that, we are coming to the final study, which we will not talk a lot about, but just look at the results. And this was a study in 2016.
1: Which is quite recent. Quite recent. Yeah.
0: And they show that HLA dissimilarity. Do you want me
1: to tell the title?
0: Oh, yeah, please, please <laughs> go ahead.
1: Uh, so it's a paper in Scientific Re- Reports, which is Influence of HLA on Human Partnership and Sexual Satisfaction. And it's the first author is Jay Cromer. It's from I. Croes Lab. Yeah, Jatin, continue.
0: And what they found, we'll just. So it's just as if I'm just reading the abstract right now. They found that HLA dissimilarity correlates with partnership, sexuality, and enhances the desire to procreate. That means you're more likely to have kids <laughs> when you're, I mean, not more likely as in it's, I don't, I'm not sure if it affects your reproductive compatibility, but you're more likely to try. <laughs> To indulge in intercourse, is that is that what they're saying?
1: Yeah, you will be more interested in having kids. Yeah.
0: So we have so the three studies that we have talked about today. For one, MHC affects somebody's order. Mm -hmm. Next, MHC. I mean, let's. I mean, I'll I'll refrain from saying affects. Let's say is associated with orders, changes in orders. Next, MHC is associated with mate selection. And third, MHC is, is associated with enhanced desire to procreate. Mm-hmm. So these are some strong proofs that there is something going on. Your the way we reproduce has a lot to do for for the betterment of the general population. Is that it just sometimes makes me doubt my existence (laughs) (laughs) so
1: your genes are basically programming you to go out there and find someone who'd in future make your gene pool even more diverse yeah more diverse and by that more stronger against pathogens so that's so cool to think about
0: i am almost in crisis right now do i even have any control over myself or is it (laughs) are we just machines? it's all your
1: genes and hormones we are, yeah
0: yeah we're just machines programmed by our your dna material. wants
1: to go forward that's it
0: <laughs> okay anybody else who is in such a crisis please do not cry <laughs> we will make we will we'll make the best out of this life that we have been given but yeah today we have learned something very interesting go out and share that with everybody you know Tell your people that your immune system is an important determinant of who you're going to choose as your marriage partner.
1: And I also have some food for thought for our viewers, which can uh, be a topic of you know, you, a topic you can bring up when you are drinking during this quarantine and you mm-hmm. want to be interesting in front of your friends, <laughs> be like, hey, next time you apply perfume, think if it's masking your smell or your capacity to find your soulmate.
0: Yes, <laughs> that's all, that's all right. You could be finding a wrong person <laughs> by using <laughs> by perfume. By just
1: applying perfumes. Or, or if anyone wants to start up a dating site, which includes MHC diversity information as a criteria for finding matches please do not forget to cite us as antibodies <laughs>
0: yeah it's it, we gave the idea although it will be a intrusion of privacy no, I, I, I i
1: was kidding i, was I don't kidding. think
0: people would want to give out their mhc data <laughs> but i am i'm sure for those who don't i mean people do all sorts of things to find love Yeah, why so, not yeah. why not give out your data but yeah, yeah that's another question that's a question for another day <laughs> uh, the ethics and all uh, revolving around it we won't discuss that yes. today and just this just a argument for people who tend to marry within a certain group right within mm-hmm. a certain religious group or whatever whatever within,
1: like close uh, social groups or mm-hmm. so- close i mean just same religion same caste
0: yeah same cultures so this is a great this is a great argument against that that yeah next time
1: your parents say that just (laughs) show them these three articles (laughs)
0: yes of course like all parents they will read the articles and they will look at the conclusions (laughs) and they will come to a logical (laughs) conclusion yes because
1: parents are the most scientific people Uh, ever uh, (laughs) most logical
0: people as well With that, I think we can close this episode. I am very, I'm, I was very excited reading these papers, and I hope uh, you all are too. Thank you, Tanu, for uh, helping me with this My episode. My pleasure.
1: Thank you, everyone.
0: And we have a lot of memes on Facebook. We, I'm not active on Twitter right now, but please check out our Facebook page. I post some non-meme information there as well. And recently, I'm thinking about starting an online journal club. I'm still um, finalizing some of the details. This journal club would involve scientific discussion with all people, which could be including the panel and sometimes our viewers as well. I'm thinking about streaming this online live on YouTube. That's,
1: that would be so cool.
0: That'll be good for. Uh, so, I am overall. The idea is to build a great community mm-hmm. for learning so that everybody can f- ask questions whenever they don't know anything
1: yeah because asking is what takes you forward
0: yes just don't hold yourself back don't think you'll they'll they'll think of you as stupid <laughs> in that's that's what i want to do a community where everybody can ask stupid questions <laughs> <laughs> with that let's wrap up thanks everybody for listening bye
1: bye